Michael Knowles, weeknights at 11 on the Hill Country Patriot. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mencari. We are indeed, Harley. Thank you very much for that thank, very nice thank introduction. You. Thank you, Harley. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Bill. We are Bill and Allison on the Hill Country Patriot, your information station. We're all over the Hill Country except those places that claim to be Hill Country that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know who you are. Oh, yeah, except they can't hear us. So. <laughs> that's true. They can't hear us, so they're not. If you can't hear us, you're not. You ain't in Hill Country. That's what I say. And we are Bill and Allison. We're sometimes wrong, but we're always right. We're always right. Absolutely right. Fighting. Fighting, that is, a never-ending battle for truth, justice. And the American way. Yeah. But we are never politically correct. We are proudly P.I. <laughs> politically incorrect. That's right. But most importantly, we try, we strive to be B.C. And that does not B.C. versus A.D. Although we're, some people would say we're pretty much B.C. <laughs> uh, we, are try to be, we try to be biblically correct. And I'm a native Texan, born in the Panhandle in Dalhart, Texas. And I'm a Native American. Allison is a Native American. Well, you, you talk about I'm politically incorrect. Uh -huh. You should um, t tell them about the show that we saw last week in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Allison and I were in Las Vegas for a meeting last week. We, we, we don't gamble. People say, in fact, somebody yesterday <laughs> said... <laughs> oh, when you were getting change. Hmm? When you were getting change in the casino. Oh, yes. I did go to the <laughs> casino once... Uh, to uh, get some, uh, to break a bill, a uh, $100 bill I had with me, and I had to break it, so I gave it to the cashier, and uh, you don't get this in the bank, she said, she, she said, she gave me the change and said, good luck. Don't get that in the bank when I break no. the bill. Anyway, no, we, we did see the, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the Jew men, what is it? The Jew man group. The Jew man group. The Jew... Three Jewish guys, three Jewish <laughs> comics. Uh, one was, uh, they're yeah. all comics. Yeah, we, we ran into them uh, just before the show started. They, they were outside near the near the entrance. And, and so we went over and talked to them. And uh, I said, are you really Jews? <laughs> and they said, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and Bill was wearing a, a, a new jacket that he, that he got on super, super clearance at Belk. I get it. I, it's it's very sparkly. Yeah, it's very sparkly, and it's got this thin uh, um, lapels. Lapels looks sort of like a tuxedo jacket, and it's the 
Las Vegas is the only place I would ever wear it. I mean, if I wore it in Kerrville, people would say, what the heck's wrong with that? The, the, the guys were comparing, uh, they were holding yeah. up their sleeves to bills, and they were exactly they the were same. They were exactly the same. I could have been the fourth <laughs> Jew man group had I been Jewish. But uh, no, he, <clears throat> we talked to them, and they are hilarious. Uh, if you ever get to uh, Las Vegas, uh, it's at the Tuscany Hotel, the Jew man group. And they, uh, and they, they are a throwback to the old, what they call the Borscht Belt uh, in the Catskills, where the Jewish comics... Jackie Mason and all those guys, uh, Rondi Dangerfield, all pretty much started. And this is a tribute to them. Mm-hmm. And one guy's a, a really good ventriloquist, mm-hmm. hilarious ventriloquist. Excellent. Uh, another was uh, an impersonator. He impersonated celebrities. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, supposed and, to be. And, the, oh, and, and they're definitely politically correct, incorrect, oh, and, yeah. and they're proud of it. They're proud of it. Their, their ad is... Uh, come to see the Jew Man group where woke comes to die. <laughs> they warn you in advance. We ain't woke, folks. And it, people cheered, so I was pleased about that. Anyway, uh, we do have a trigger warning. Allison and I identify as non-Bidenary. <laughs> so if you're a Bidenarian, uh, you, uh, you should listen. You might learn something. Uh, my personal pronoun, my preferred pronoun is Brandon. Allison, you have one? Mine's a P.O.'d American. A P.O.'d American. You changed it from corn pop. <laughs> I did. I did. I got tired of being corn pop. All right. Our verse today that we like to open the show with is from the book of James in the New Testament, chapter 2. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Now, a lot of people point to that verse and say, well, you know, that means that uh, you have, you know, works are, are, give you salvation. You have to, you know, have to have good works to get into heaven. No, it does not say that. Uh, he's not saying your salvation depends on your works or your good deeds. We know that from Ephesians chapter 2, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, very briefly, you're not saved by your works, but you're not saved without them. The Holy Spirit, in that passage through James we just read, simply means you're, if you're a Christian, you'll show it in your, you'll show it in your works. If you have no, no good deeds to show, that shows you have no saving faith. You know, the old saying, if it was a crime to be a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Now, while you're talking about the uh, Kerrville City Council, uh, this year's is uh, shaping up to be the most expensive in city history. The four candidates for the two seats raised nearly $60,000 during the first campaign reporting period. Um, the race for place two between Jeff Harris and Barbara Duell Ferguson is the most expensive. Harris raised more than $21,000. Uh, Duell Ferguson raised more than $16,000. Um, Harris's haul is the biggest in recent history without adjusting for inflation. Um, place one challenger, Laying Guerrero, uh, raised more than fourteen thousand, um, blitzing the race with more than twelve thousand dollars in spending. Um, he outspent um, incumbent Roman Garcia by more than eight thousand dollars. Well, wow! I hope I hope Roman gets elected, reelected. Yeah, I'm, and but, Barbara Duell Ferguson. Too. Yeah, and okay, I I just said it's going to be um, uh, so far. What did I say? 20, uh, Sixty thousand. Yeah, sixty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, uh, four candidates spent, um, raised nearly sixty thousand dollars, and uh, by comparison, uh, in nineteen twenty-two. I'm sorry, twenty twenty-two. <laughs> uh, 
2022 campaign showed $25,000 in campaign contributions for six candidates. Wow. Well, I wonder what, uh, why you would spend that much money to get elected, particularly uh, for the first one you mentioned, Harris spending, what, $30,000, some thousand dollars What did I say? To be, to be on the Kerbal City Council. What? 20, 21. Yeah, just, just makes you wonder what's, why you would want to spend that much money to be on the Kerbal City Council. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe you have a lot of money in your, that's, bo- in your that's, board. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of money in uh, developing uh, a little town like Kerrville. There's a lot of money there. And uh, uh, Barbara Duell Ferguson told us that uh, somebody, some developer or something, told her that, what was the, what was the term? A, 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 an important city needs important buildings. Oh, right, right. And you know, really important. <laughs> he wanted to spend millions on some fancy buildings for Kerrville, and that he, mm-hmm. of course, he would make a lot of money on developing. Uh, but well, an important city needs important buildings. <laughs> well, you know, move to Dallas or Houston or something if you want to live in a, an important city. People who live in Kerrville did not move here because oh, it's an important city. They moved here because it's a nice town, yeah, and right. we don't have a lot of crime, and we, you know, people are friendly to each other, and we wave at each other, and we talk to strangers. And become friends with strangers, and we meet people, and we have fun, and we don't worry about wa- walking around any place in town. Uh, and I'm talking about Kerrville, I'm talking about Fredericksburg, I'm talking about Johnson City, I'm talking about Bandera and Junction, and we don't want that. We don't want your important town. Go move to <laughs> go move to Houston. Whoa, there's our music. <laughs> is that the official uh, state song of Texas? Alex? Yes, it is. And. Coming up after the after the break, quick break, we're going to talk about all sorts of trans stuff. Trans stuff? Yeah, and some obnoxious, obnoxious, obscene advertising. Some of it's being done with your tax dollars. Okay, we're Bill and Allison on the Bill and Allison Show, and this is the Hill Country Patriot, your information station. We'll be back after a sharp break. to nations near and far. Freedom, it sets our hearts aglow with thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo. God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong, that you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long. God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong, that you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, Hill Country Radio, your information station. We are indeed. Um, Politico sent staffers a list of banned terms, words that they could face percussions for printing. The so-called journalism outlet instructed, instructed editors and writers to avoid the following words because they elevate transphobic voices. Mankind, manhunt, biological male, Biological female. What? Mm-hmm. You're not Would supposed you? to use those terms? No, no. What are you supposed to use? 
person? I don't know. It doesn't say. Human being? <laughs> I guess. I guess. And mm. you know that there's a beverage pretending to be beer featuring a man pretending to be a woman. Yeah. And that would be Bud Light. Bud Light. And and Bill mentioned that, that we were in we were in Las Vegas. Uh, we were out there because our, our company um, puts on a convention every year in, in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, when I was putting in my drink order for, for the reception. Um, Not just your drink order. That sounds like you're drinks. asking for a drink. <laughs> drinks order for for, with, for, okay. for for everybody. With a hotel, you have yeah, with to tell hotel. them in advance you know, what level of drinks you you want and and because they have the premium level and the extra premium and the super premium and the regular and all that so you have to you have to tell them in advance what level you want to how much you want to spend yeah and the 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 super premium um liquor is 14 dollars for for a beverage for a shot for a shot and that does not include 22 percent gratuity and tax which is about 18 percent it's vegas baby yeah, they make yeah. the money. Anyway, your point about telling them what they what to serve and what not to serve. I said no, Bush Anheuser Busch products. Absolutely, <laughs> baby. And it's, it's it's written. I I just got the bill, and uh, it's written on it. Written on. It. <laughs> yeah, client does not want Anheuser Busch products served. I saw a video. I didn't tell you this, Allison. I saw a video yesterday at um, uh, Boston Red Sox game in, in Fenway Park. And somebody took their their phone and did a video of the concession stand, and there was a concession stand uh, that was serving, uh, you know, hot dogs and, but it wasn't serving Bud Light. It had all sorts of other beers there, but it was not an Anheuser Busch concession stand. Right next to it was an uh, was a Bud Light concession stand. They had big signs Bud Light and everything. There were, I don't know how many people, long lines at the one that was serving. Everything but Bud Light. Right next to it was the, and he said, I had to video this. Right next to it was the Bud Light stand. There was nobody there. Nobody. <laughs> Not right. a, except the guy behind the counter. There was no customers. But at the at the other one that was not serving Bud Light and Anheuser Busch products, there were lines. People would rather stand in line <laughs> for you know fifteen minutes All right. than buy a Bud Light. Yeah. Good for them. In case people don't know why we're talking about Bud Light, they should by now they would know. But why don't you educate our the one or two persons in the audience that might not know about that? Because I saw a guy in HEB the other day buying a case of Bud Light. I almost went up to him and said, <laughs> "What the heck are you doing, man?" Well, it's because their their latest spokesperson is um, Dylan Mulvaney, who is a man pretending to be a woman. Yeah, yeah. These these woke guys. Oh, and and well, I, and he she. Is also now a spokesman for Maybelline Cosmetics, which uh, and yeah. and for Nike, he wears a bra and underpants. Modeling a bra. Uh huh. Yeah. A man modeling a bra. Yeah. What is wrong with the people at these corporations? Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. I you know oh, I, oh, I well, s- well the, you you speculated it was the uh, COVID vax. They all got vaxxed <laughs> and then they went nuts. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I think that well, may be true. At one of these companies, and I believe that. It's Anheuser Busch. Um, the vice president in charge of marketing has been put on oh, hold. Put on leave. Put on yeah. leave to spend more time with her family. Yeah, that's always yeah. the excuse. That's yeah, exactly. The excuse. Exactly. Spend more time with her lesbian lover, probably. <laughs> uh, Tucker Carlson, as we know, speaking of this subject, by the way, uh, he was uh, abruptly 
abruptly fired from mm-hmm. uh, not I shouldn't say fired because he still has a contract. He was taken off the air. What the what the uh, what Fox wants to do, and nobody likes Fox anymore. We haven't even watched it now since Mm-mm. Tucker is off. Uh, and Tucker Tucker and um, Greg Gutfeld, Jesse Waters, and uh, Dan Bongino was also taken off the air. But Jesse Waters was not taken off. Uh, Greg Gutfeld has not been taken off yet, yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Tucker's off. Uh, but they want to keep him under contract, so they can uh, basically he can't go on any other station. Yeah, because his contract runs through December of 2024. So they don't want him commenting on the election because yep. yep. Fox News people e- want... Even on another station. Even on another station because Fox News people want um, Biden reelected. is mm-hmm. the bottom line. you got Paul Ryan who sits on the Fox board. Uh, and you've got uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch's kids who are lefties, who, uh, one of whose wife contributed to Biden. So this <laughs> is what Fox News is, has become. And uh, if you were... Not convinced of it before, you'd be convinced of it now with uh, attack, uh, their attack on Tucker and on Dan Bogino. Well, you would think Tucker Carlson would be an advertiser's goldmine. He had the number one rated show uh, in his time slot, beating out CNN and MSDNC and all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, why would they let him go? Because they're, they're so far left that they couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. Tucker talks about things that other people don't talk about. Anyway. They, well, they couldn't control him. They couldn't control him. Uh, you would think he, but he brought it, he was, since the number one station, you'd think he'd be an advertiser's goldmine that they put money over their woke ideology at Fox News. But apparently, the kind of woke deputy assistant marketing directors uh, that destroyed their, their own companies at Budweiser, Nike, you were talking about, Disney was another one, among others. Uh, apparently, they'd been hard at work promoting boycotts of Tucker Carlson's show long before this. Hmm. Um, I had not heard that. Well, if you look into it, as Allison and I have, well, you said you hadn't looked into it? <laughs> I guess I looked into it. <laughs> I thought we both. Anyway, Tucker's massive viewership was not translating fully into the ad dollars you would oh, expect. that's right. That's right. Because, okay, that's what because, we oh, about. Okay, Be- because so many advertisers were boycotting him. They were boycotting before, so, so before he, this. So he was not bringing in a, a whole lot of... No. Um, that's that's what we Ad said. Yes. as uh, much as he should have. We as much, about, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carlson did a. It's it's been going back to 2018 that they've they've abandoned Tucker Carlson. So he wasn't bringing in the ad revenue that uh, you would think he would, even though he had the number one uh, cable station. Uh, he did a, a commentary on immigration in December of 2018, and that's what caused this. Within a few days, at least 26 mainstream corporate sponsors publicly announced that they would no longer sponsor Tucker's program. Now who, now who is that? 26. You want me to tell you who they are? Oh, no. no well, okay. yes, I do want to tell you who they oh, are. Okay. The answer is yes, okay. Allison. <laughs> now, some I've never heard of, but some are major. Career Builder, don't know what that is. Uh, Takeda Pharmaceuticals, I don't take pharmaceuticals, so I don't know what that is. Makers of Entibio? Entibio. Intivio. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's that. a drug that's heavily marketed on TV. All right. TD Ameritrade is one of the boycotts of uh, what eighteen five years ago started boycotting uh, Tucker Carlson. TD, TD Ameritrade, by the way, is merged. Uh, it's now part of uh, Schwab. Uh, IHOP pulled their advertising from Tucker. These are these are companies you may think about not doing business with. Uh, United Airlines Explorer credit card. Uh, just for men, 
Jaguar Land Rover pulled their advertising from Tucker. Ancestry.com. There are other Ancestry uh, websites out there. Don't go to Ancestry.com if you disagree with this. Uh, Zenny Optical. I'm sorry oh. to say that I, <laughs> in the past, have um, bought stuff from them. I, I think there's another low-cost uh, eyeglasses there is. company. There are a couple of them. Voya. I don't know. Voya Financial. Nautilus. The yeah, Vo- Bowflex folks. Voya, I see ads for on okay. TV. Well, these are all these are all companies that have boycotted Tucker Carlson for the last five years because they disagree with them. Nautilus, the Bowflex people, uh, the Smile Direct Club, Nerd Wallet, m- something called Minted, Pacific Life Insurance, Indeed.com, Norwegian Cruise Lines. There's plenty of other cruise lines. Mm-hmm. Red Lobster wow. boycotted C- Tucker. Wow. Farmers Insurance. I'm sorry to say that we have insurance <laughs> with farmers. I just discovered that, and I'm sorry for the. Local agent, but uh, there are other insurance companies. Lexus, Toyota, wow. uh, Mint Mobile, Grazi Snacks, Samsung, SodaStream. Uh, oh, I have a sa- Samsung phone. Yeah, we have Samsung TV too, but this was we bought it years ago. I think it's that's a it's a twelve inch black and white. So. <laughs> uh, Pfizer's Robitussin and ScanDisc, the little the makers of those. Well, makers of all sorts of little computer things. Okay, those are companies that. Oh, SanDisk. Oh, okay. SanDisk. Okay. I didn't they, understand what did you said. Oh, I said Scan. SanDisk. When these sponsors left, Tucker had only w- what you would call second-tier sponsors that paid a lot lower advertising mm-hmm. rates. Uh, MyPillow, mm-hmm. one of them. Relief Factor. Uh, Granite Stone Pots and Pans. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, Tucker might have had a, a huge primetime audience, but it had the income of uh, something like a... 70s late night TV show sponsored by Vegematic. <laughs> you know, okay. unfortunately, yeah. So, money from second tier advertisers like that can't sustain a primetime TV program on a major network very long. Although he was on the air until, what, a week ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tucker Carlson's show was pretty much doomed since December of, of 18 when they started, when all those companies mm-hmm. started boycotting. So, that's, uh, that's it. And uh, some of the key companies, again, that you might want to reconsider doing business with, do some business with, with their competitors, IHOP, United Airlines, Jaguar Land Rover, Ancestry.com, Zenny Optical, Nautilus, some of the big, oh, Red Lobster, Farmers Insurance, those are some of the biggies. So that's what happened to Tucker, unfortunately, and uh, the advertisers pulled it, so the people, at the lefties that, that run Fox News decided uh, uh, something else. Mm-hmm. Allison, what you got? Well, I promised before our, our last break... Uh, that your tax dollars are paying for for this trans stuff. Mm-hmm. The Navy is using active duty drag a, a, an active duty drag queen for rec- recruiting, and he he's a digital ambassador, which is targeting young people online. That's disgusting. I thought the I Navy's Navy, I thought the Navy's job was to uh, protect the United States and Americans. Yeah, really. So really. so we're recruiting people who would be attracted by a drag queen to join the Navy. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of Navy we're going to have? Yeah. Well, the, oh, the he- headline in Babylon B, I, I, didn't, I hadn't heard this story yet, so <laughs> Babylon B said the Navy is, is getting more gay than, 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 than normal. <laughs> more gay than normal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and uh, Anthropology, which is a clothing, clothing company, their ad anthropology is, is anthropology. a field of study. It's A N T H R O P O L O G I E. Anthropology. Oh, the company. Okay. Uh, 
their uh, latest ad is featuring a man twirling around in a dress revealing his underwear. Okay. Again, I your theory, Allison, these people all got, <laughs> got the COVID vax, and that went to their brains, and now they become insane. Uh, that's, that's the only explanation I can. Well, I have some good news for us. The Texas State Senate has passed a couple of bills that requires public schools to display the Ten Commandments. All right. Yeah, when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we've got some uh, really interesting uh, dialogue between Senator Kennedy from Louisiana and the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Who We, we have li- uh, a recording of their uh, conversation that uh, makes the, the, the Biden Deputy Secretary of Energy look like a complete idiot. And uh, not doesn't surprise me, but you'll hear it firsthand when you come back from the Bill and Allison show on the Hill Country Patriot, your information station. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison on Hill Country Patriot, your information station. And we're bringing you lots of information, aren't we, Bill? <laughs> lots of information. And we got piles to go, so stay with us. 848. It's our Hill Country Patriot time. Well, I met you, oh, go ahead, Allison. I was say, you, you, yeah. you mentioned you had some good news. I do have some good news. Republicans in the Texas State Senate have passed a pair of bills that would require public schools to display the Ten Commandments. And give students and staff a daily prayer period and allow teachers to read the Bible. It's the Republicans that voted for it. The Democrats voted against it. How do you vote? Would you like to stand before God and uh, explain why you voted against the Ten Commandments? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Not me. (laughs) Not me. And the bill goes to the Texas House. Uh, The first bill that I mentioned, sponsored by State Senator Phil King. Uh, requiring all public schools in Texas to display the Ten Commandments. He says it's an American tradition. Senator King said if schools in Texas don't have it in their funding to display the Ten Commandments, they can accept private donations to do that. Excuse me. Uh, if if schools can tax people up the wazoo, which they do in <coughs> Texas, to build huge football stadiums and uh, have private planes to take their football teams around, as the uh, Odessa team did for years, Friday Night Lights folks, uh, I think they can afford to put a copy of the Ten Commandments in the, in the classrooms. I think there might be a little money for that. Public schools are always raising money. Yeah, of course they are. The second bill was sponsored by take State Senator Mays Middleton, also a Republican, would require public schools to give students and staff a daily period of prayer time and allow teachers... To read the Bible in class. You know, it's interesting uh, that 50 years ago, 60 years ago, the biggest problems in schools <laughs> were running in the hallways, chewing gum, you know, talking. Uh, tugging, well, tugging on pigtails. Tugging on the girls' pigtails, talking in class when the you know they shouldn't be talking. Then they got rid of the Bible in public schools. And now what are the biggest problems? Well, you don't all know what the biggest problems are. They ain't running in the hallway anymore uh, so that's taking the bible out of public schools was a major problem major major mistake um heard harley talking about uh kilgore just now during the break mm-hmm. you remember when george w bush ran against al gore for president there was a <laughs> line that uh, his favorite 
place to George Bush's favorite place <laughs> to campaign was Kilgore, Texas. <laughs> well, you're talking about education. Uh, Quebec, Canada's education minister has formalized a promise to ban prayer rooms and other religious practices in the province's public schools. Yeah, we when we were in Las Vegas uh, a few days ago, uh, ran into a couple, started talking to them, and they're from uh, Saskatchewan, and. Uh, they were talking about how horrible Canada politically is. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're on our side politically, and they were just talking about just it's horrible. They said, you think it's bad in the United States? <laughs> just wait. <laughs> just wait, Canada. Some people say California's our future. I think maybe Canada's our, you know, Lord prevent it, but I'm afraid that's that might be the case, that uh, that, that might be our future. Uh, by the way, uh, Thursday... This past Thursday, May 4th, was the National Day of Prayer. And frankly, i got a problem with the National Day of Prayer. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, think, I mean, every day should be a day of prayer. I don't know what this National Day, one day out of 365 days should be a National Day of Prayer. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, maybe it reminds people to pray or something. But, you know, if, if you're a believer, you're a Christian, you don't need to be reminded to pray out loud uh, we are to pray in all seasons for everything uh, but did remind me of some comments uh, this goes back a few years Morgan Freeman the uh, actor a black actor Morgan Freeman everybody knows him uh, he was interviewed by Mike Wallace on 60 minutes and he was asked about uh, you know I'm talking about National Day of Prayer he was asked about what do you thought of Black History Month Black History Month you find Ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? No, well, no, 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 come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month Jewish. is Jewish history month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. That was Morgan Freeman talking to Mike Wallace. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, about Black History Month and uh, how ridiculous it, it really is. I don't, you know, there shouldn't be a White History Month, re- you know, relegating Black History to one month or White History to one month, or why don't we have a Chinese History Month? I mean, it's, it gets ridiculous. And anyway, 854 is our Hill Country Patriot time. You're with Bill and Allison on the Hill Country Patriot, which is, of course, your information station. It... Uh, Let's go to this, Allison. Do we want to do that? We've got uh, 429. Is that good? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Senator uh, John Kennedy, I promise to play this for you. Uh, David Turk, who is the Deputy Secretary of Energy under the Biden administration, uh, was testifying uh, to uh, the Senate. And uh, this is Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana uh, questioning the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Madam Chair, Mr. Secretary, thanks for being here. I want to tap your expertise for a moment. Uh, gi- give, me, um, uh, give me your best estimate, just an estimate I know, uh, of, of uh, uh, 
how soon you think the United States of America will be carbon neutral? So uh, I think, according to the climate scientists around the world, and certainly the cutting edge scientists that we need to rely on here in the U.S., we've got to get carbon neutral by 2050. And I'm very comfortable with that target, and I think that's the appropriate by 20, target. By 2050. Which is only 27 years. That is not a long time away. And, and how much will that cost? So the cost that I focus on even more is all the costs no, that the are going to happen cost. if we don't get our act together. How much will it cost to get us carbon neutral? It's going to cost trillions of dollars, and it'll cost tens of trillions of dollars if how, we don't get our act together. How many trillions? I don't have the estimate or the numbers in front of me. I've seen a variety of different estimates, but it's a large amount. Fundamentally transforming our energy economy the is a big deal. You, tell me the estimates that you've seen. I don't have those numbers right on hand. So, so you're advocating that we become carbon neutral, but you don't know how much it's going to cost. So there's an awful lot of estimates out there. It depends yeah, on technology you're the, you're improvement and other kinds of things. You're the expert. I know, I know with how much it's going to cost. I know with the certainty of all the experts I've spoken about, it's cheaper to get our act together than it is to not get our act together on climate okay. change. Okay. Then tell me the cost versus orders of the magnitude. cost that we, if we don't do it. I think it's orders of magnitude different. If we I don't get that, our act together, you, it's you don't You don't have a cost? You want us to get there, but you can't tell the American taxpayer how much it's going to cost? Is that your testimony? It's going to save us money, and there's a lot of jobs. Well, how do we know if you don't know how much it's going to cost? Uh, I'd be happy to pull up the latest numbers that I've seen. How about $50 trillion? Dollars, is that right? It's going to cost trillions of dollars. There's no doubt about it. Okay. If we spend trillions of dollars and we achieve... I, some of your colleagues estimate 50 trillion, and it disappoints me that you're not willing to give the estimates. I, I don't. I, I hope you're not telling me you have no idea how much it's going to cost. That creates a whole new host of problems. But but uh, if it costs 50 trillion dollars, as some of your colleagues have testified, to become carbon neutral by 2050, how much is that going to lower world temperatures? Or how much is that going to reduce the increase in world temperatures? So every country around the world needs to get its act together. Our emissions are about 13 percent of global emissions. Yeah, but if right you could now. answer my question, if we spend 50 trillion dollars to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050, you're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what. Uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing. Let me ask again. Maybe I'm being. Right now maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent fifty trillion dollars to become carbon neutral by two thousand and fifty in the United States of America, how how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions, and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce? So world we're temperatures? Per, we're thirteen percent of global emissions. You don't know, right do you? You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to. You don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? So we're 13 percent of if global. If you know, emissions. why won't if you we tell went, me? If we went to zero, that would be 13 percent. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend 50 trillion dollars, and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. But you're the Deputy Secretary of the Department of Energy, and you're advocating we spend trillions of dollars to seek carbon neutrality, and you can't, and this isn't your money or my money, it's taxpayer money, and you can't tell me how much it's going to lower world temperatures? There or you won't tell me? You know, but you won't? 
in my heart of hearts, there is no way the world gets its act together on climate change unless the U.S. leads. Tell me how much it's the going US to reduce. You, you can't tell me. Either that or you won't. That's Senator John. Secretary shaming you for not answering my questions. There you go. That's Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. Great, great man. Talking to David Turk, the Deputy Secretary of Energy, who is not a great man. Uh, so he's saying that U.S. taxpayer must somehow fund the $50 trillion sacrifice at the altar of wokeism and hope the rest of the world follows an example. And we're supposed to rely on his heart of hearts of the Deputy Secretary of Energy about what's best for the rest of us, but not ask about how much more we're going to have to pay in taxes or how many more dollars the gov government will print or how much more debt the government will be saddled with, all of which causes even higher inflation. So if the Green Agenda passes... You think inflation's bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet. Resurrection, that's the name of the song. We're coming back. We're Bill and Allison on the Hill Country Patriot. We're coming back after the news coming up. Now, the first couple of Texas radio. Here's Bill and Allison Mencaro. Welcome back. That's us, the first couple of Texas Radio. And you, you can hear our uh, past shows at First Couple of Texas Radio. I'm glad com. you mentioned that, Allison. Mm -hmm. And we are sometimes wrong. But we're always right. We're always right. Fighting a never ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. And whatever PC, politically correct, we're proudly PI. Politically incorrect. Mm hmm. And most importantly, we strive to be B.C., biblically correct. And I'm a native Texan. Allison, you are? A Native American. A Native American. Not only born in America, but why are you a Native American? Because I have some Indian blood. You Indian blood. You do. I do. Chick Chick Chickasaw Indian. Chickasaw Indian. Allison mm -hmm. is part Chickasaw Indian. Mm -hmm. And there's a trigger warning for all of you. Allison and I identify as? Non-binary. Non-binary. <laughs> my pronoun is Brandon. My preferred pronoun, if you'd call me that, please. Allison, what's yours? I'm a P.O.'d American. P.O.'d American. P.O.'d American. 907 is our Hill Country Patriot time, and you are, of course, on the Hill Country Patriot with Bill and Allison, and this is your information station. Do you have something you want to say before? You're looking like you want to say something. Mm -mm. No? Okay. I, uh, this morning, I told her, I said, you know, you need to talk more on the show. And I said, how, how many husbands ur urge their wives to talk more? <laughs> well, do you, do you ever wonder how Cut and Shoot Texas got its name? No, but I've heard of it recently. Uh-huh. I'll tell you that in a minute. Okay. According to one local legend, uh, it was named after a 1912 community confrontation that almost led to violence. Uh, according to differing versions of the story... The dispute was over the design of the new steeple for the town's only church, the issue of who should be allowed to preach there, or conflicting land claims um, among church members. Well, what, whatever the issue was, a small boy at the scene was scared and said, I'm going to cut around the corner and shoot through the bushes in a minute. So that became the town's name. <laughs> Why did they pick that as opposed to, <laughs> I don't gee, know. I think it might rain today, so we'll call it rain today. Tell Anyway, uh, like Bill said, it, it made the news this week uh, because the man who killed five of his neighbors, including an eight-year-old boy, uh, he did it because they were they complained about his that his shooting his gun toward them was keeping their baby awake, and he he was arrested and cut and shoot. 
Sento County. Well, that's a little Texas history for us. Mm -hmm. I got some more Texas history for us, believe it or not. Um, This week in uh, Texas history, Cinco de Mayo was, uh, uh, well, it's it's not really Texas history. It's more Mexican history. Did you know that Cinco de Mayo, Allison, uh, 5th of May, is unknown in Mexico? <laughs> yes, I knew that. If you say Cinco de Mayo to somebody in Mexico, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we, uh, it means the 5th of May. Well, it means the 5th of May, but it doesn't mean anything to them. Well, they don't celebrate um, it. They don't celebrate it because, well, I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, we were talking to uh, our Spanish tutor that we had a few years ago, uh, trying to learn Spanish. Not very well. Uh, he would not, not to say he wasn't good, and we weren't good. Uh, but I said, I mispronounced it, and I said, uh, asked him about uh, what did Cinco de Mayo mean to him and he looked at me he said five jars of mayonnaise (laughs) (laughs) well anyway the cinco de mayo which was the other day the fifth of may yesterday uh the uh yesterday thank you in 1862 the story of this is mexican general and texas native ignacio zaragoza defeated french expeditionary forces at puebla mexico uh and that's fifth of may Cinco de Mayo, but it's only a holiday in, in Puebla, in the state of Me- uh, Puebla in Mexico. It's known as, it's not even known as Cinco de Mayo. It's known as El Día de la Batalla. I'll get this right. <laughs> El Día de la Batalla de Puebla, or Battle of Pueblo Day. In 1980, the Dallas Mavericks officially became the 23rd member of the NBA. They hired Dick Mata. You may remember his, his name. Uh, who was then the coach with the third highest number of wins in NBA history. And they hired him as the, as the uh, Mavericks' first head coach. They're very proud of that. What they don't tell you is the first season of the Dallas Mavericks under Dick Mata had a record of 15 wins and 67 losses. Dick Mata. Anyway, can't blame him entirely. I mean, his, he wasn't out there playing. You know, he wasn't out there playing. This week in 1836, David Burnett, the interim president of the Republic of Texas and Mexican dictator Santa Ana, who was then a Texian prisoner of war, signed the Treaty of Velasco, officially recognizing Texas's break from Mexico. And that's some Texas history for you. Texas history. It's woke alert. We have uh, every every time we do this, we look through the most ridiculous wokeness that we can find, and boy, it's a hard one to choose from, isn't it, Allison? <laughs> it certainly, there is. is so much craziness going on. Allison's theory, as I mentioned, <laughs> uh, I thought it was maybe COVID that caused these people to go nuts, but you think what? It's the it's Va- the, va- the vaccine, the, the vax, the COVID vax. Uh, we we know it's a, it changes your RNA and spike protein and all that. I think it just goes right to your brain and makes you makes you a crazy leftist because <laughs> that's the only explanation, the only rational explanation. I think. Anyway, this is uh, this is your woke alert. Uh, at a recent hearing, 
the Louisiana House uh, Health and Welfare Committee heard testimonies from parents regarding a bill that would ban sex changes for children. Good bill. One mother insisted that her daughter, whom she calls him, by the way, was and is a transgender boy. And I'll let, uh, I'll let her explain why she thought that her daughter was actually a boy. His food choices were odd. They were always like green vegetables, raw green vegetables, which if you know kids, most kids don't like to eat those things. Um, and then the precocious puberty. Um, all of those things, once we figured out uh, that he was transgender when he came to us and told us uh, that he was transgender, when we went back and realized that the pattern of everything um, that he had experienced as a child, including eating green vegetables because that boosts testosterone, were just methods of his body trying to become who he was meant to be. His brain does not match his physiology. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. She <laughs> knew that her daughter was a boy because she liked green vegetables. Yeah, how about that? So that's your woke alert for uh, Saturday. Something to think about. 924 is our Hill Country Patriot Time. You're with Bill and Allison. And we're glad you are, and we are the Hill Country Patriot, your information station for Kerrville, Fredericksburg, Comfort, Bandera, Hunt, Ingram, Johnson City, Mountain Home, Junction, Centerpoint, Stonewall. Did I leave anybody out? Lukenbach. <laughs> there you go, Lukenbach. We, we're always happy to uh, have our listener in Lukenbach. We have listeners all over the world. I, I, I listen yes, to... Yes, we uh, do. Uh, yeah, we do. I, I looked at a list uh, the, of... Uh, countries at uh, firstcoupleoftexasradio.com and they list where our listeners are all over the world. I mean, I, I should have brought the list in. I mean, Switzerland, mm -hmm. we have people. Uh, our biggest foreign country is Ireland for some <laughs> reason. So, hello Ireland! Glad to have you with us. That's terrible. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> a, certainly a is. poor imitation of a leprechaun. But anyway, uh, <laughs> glad to have you with us. We know Singapore. We have uh, friends in Singapore listening and all over the place, and we're happy about that. Are we not, Allison? Yes, we are. What you got? You got something? You look like you're Let's see. you're finding something of interest. Oh, okay. Um, airlines in the U.S. will soon face a major shortage because of pilots. A common. Oh, Allison is recovering from a cold. I have to tell you. I hope you turned off your mic there. Allison is recovering from a cold, and she's having trouble talking this morning. Yes, I might. My cough is lingering. Yeah, it is. It's been a week or more. Yeah. And anyway, I said that the U.S. will face a major shortage of pilots. Uh, it's a combination of limited capacity and strong demand is leading to prices, uh, fare prices, that are significantly above pre-pandemic levels. Mm. Unlike, unlike other career paths that require additional professional credentialing, such as doctors and lawyers, accredited pilot training programs can't access additional lending available through graduate aid programs to cover the higher costs. Wow. So perhaps the airlines should pay for the costs of training pilots. Oh, what an idea. Mm -hmm. okay. um, the U.S. airlines are about to be hit with a tsunami of pilot retirements. Yeah, we have a friend who's an American airline pilot who was talking about that. And he said it's going to be a real 
a real problem. Now that you mention that, I wasn't going to do this right now, but I think that that uh, this fits right right in, Allison. This is a kind of a parody, but you're talking about airline pilots. <laughs> I think that just reminded me of uh, we have an audio about that. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, it's called T. You got it? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hear it. Have you ever boarded a plane and thought to yourself, I hope the pilot is a transgender refugee? Have you ever gone to the emergency room and said, I hope my medical team is incredibly diverse? Have you ever moved to a new city and said, I hope the police department hit its equity goals for the year? If your answer to these questions was no, if you just wanted the most qualified candidates for the job, then you are normal. But we have a lot of very not normal people running America these days. Left-wing politicians believe skin color or gender identity should determine who gets the job. Democrats used to care about the middle class. Now they just care about your race and your gender. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? <laughs> that just reminds something you said reminded me of that uh, that that oh, uh, about, audio about cut. pilots. Yeah, about pilots. Yeah, it's it's frightening. Uh, there was a national survey done. It's very interesting. To uh, they they asked them uh, what percentage of the country is black. Forty one percent is what most people said is black. Actually, it's twelve percent. <laughs> uh, if you watch TV commercials, by the way, you think it's about ninety percent. Oh, exactly. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, I'm, I'm not objecting to black people being commercials, but uh, it's it's pretty overdone. Uh, what they were asked this poll: What percentage of marriages are mixed race? What would you guess, Allison? Five mm, percent. Well, most people said the average fifty percent. Wow. You know what it is actually? No. Less than one percent. Oh wow. Again, if you watch commercials, you think it's ninety percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were asked, "What percentage of the American population is Latino?" What would you guess, Al? You don't. I haven't shared this with Allison, so this she doesn't know. The entire entire. What United percentage States? in the United States is Latino, or self-identified as Latino? Fifteen percent. Very close. Seventeen. Okay. But the the average answer of American population was thirty-nine percent. Hmm. It's actually seventeen percent. Uh, here's another question in the poll: How many families make over half a million dollars per year? The average answer from people polled, 26%, they said, make over half a million dollars a year. The actual figure, less than 1%. Yeah, P- American people think a quarter of the country is rich, but they're not at all. But that 1% pays most of the taxes. People don't know that because they're not told that by the mainstream media. Uh, another question that was in the poll, what percent of Americans are vegetarians? What would you say, Allison? Again, you, you, don't, you haven't seen this, so you don't know. You're guessing. What um, percent of Americans are vegetarians? 15%? No. 5%. Hmm. Vegans, vegetarians, whatever you want to call them. Okay, well, okay. vegans are different from vegetarians. Well, that's, they meant all lumped together. 5%. Okay. Uh, the, the average person said 30%. Hmm. Uh, again, the poll, what percent of Americans live in New York City? What, how many, what percentage of Americans actually live in New York City? What do you think it is, Elsa? 1%? Well, 3%. Okay. Actually, it's larger than I thought, 3%. <laughs> uh, 
You know what the average person said on the street when they were asked that question? Mm-mm. 30% of Americans live in New York City. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Might seem that way in New York City. A uh, couple more. What percentage of Americans are transgender? Well, more and more every day. No, they think they are. Um, well, the, the real answer is 1%, but okay. the average person on the street said 22%. Or transgender. Really? You believe that a quarter of the population, or a fifth of the population, is transgender? <laughs> it's because you've been propagandized by the, by the media. And finally, people on the street were asked, what percent of your fellow citizens are gay in America? How many gays are there in America? What do you think it is, Elsa? Percentage? Mm-hmm. 30? That's exactly what the American people say. Oh. 30%. The actual number of self-identified gay people in the United States, 3%. Wow. 3%. But again, if you watch TV, movies, you would actually think it's 30%, as most people think it is, but it ain't. You're the jive aces, mm-hmm. baby. Coming, coming up after the break, I'm gonna, we're going to tell you what the godfather of AI... Artificial intelligence? Th- th- yes. Thinks about AI. Okay, that'll be interesting. AI is a big deal. So stay with us. We'll be back after a short break. We're Bill and Allison on the Hill Country Patriot, your information station. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com. Your information station. We're also at firstcoupleoftexasradio.com. If you want to listen to our previous shows, we have a little synopsis of what we talked about. And you can download them. Give you, there's instructions on the website on how to download them to your favorite device that you can take with you and listen to us anytime. Stop, pause, rewind. Just listen over and over again. <laughs> 936, Hill Country Patriot time. Okay. Um, we promise that we're going to tell you um, what the godfather of AI thinks about his creation. Uh, the Artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. which is, well, I won't say what. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, and I will then, can't resist making a comment. Okay, there, there are a lot of tech leaders calling for a moratorium on AI development, and they just gained one of the most commanding voices in the sector, Jeffrey Hinton who's a trailblazing creator of the deep learning techniques that underpin chat, GPT, and other rapidly evolving uh, AI systems. Um, He announced he left um, Google after 10 years um, so he would be able to speak freely about the dangers of AI without um, affecting Google. Yeah. Yeah. Allison mentioned earlier in the show that we were... uh we were in Las Vegas for our business conference, and uh, there was a gentleman who presented a uh, really interesting interactive presentation on AI. He took questions from the audience. He, uh, <laughs> he said, like, uh, uh, he just had a, he had chat G, GPI, G, what is it, chat G, GP, GPT. GPT. He had that going live, and uh, he said, uh, he said uh, write a poem in the Shakespearean sonnet style uh, about home mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> and it did, and it sounded like William Shakespeare. But the scary part is uh, artificial intelligence uh, is, uh, well, as the godfather of AI said, it could get out of control, actually could uh, 
could destroy humanity as we know it. That sounds mm-hmm. like science fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it uh, there have been some instances where uh, uh, AI has argued with peop- with people talking to them and uh, saying what you know it's not 2023. And uh, one woman said, uh, "I'm a I'm a smart bot, and you're stupid to the human being, and I'm smarter than you are." And uh, what happens if a- if AI gets together and starts talking? Each program starts talking to itself. You remember the remember the movie two thousand one mm-hmm. uh, with Hal the computer and uh, arguing and talking and seducing the astronaut. Uh, it's uh, it's a scary future out there mm-hmm. uh, with artificial intelligence well, and uh, could do a lot of good, but could do could be the end. Well, Elon Musk said it could be the end of humanity as yeah, we know it. Yeah, he said AI scares the hell out of me. Yeah. But but Hinton, uh, the fellow who's a trailblazer, the godfather, his fear is that the prolifer- proliferation of AI-generated content will make it difficult to know what's real, something many of us have already fallen victim to. And he sees the situation getting much worse if uh, Google, Microsoft, and others don't pause their arms race to assess the risks. Well, you know, uh, and the gentleman who did the presentation at our meeting, uh, pointed out that uh, AI is able to create a video of anyone and make it look like they're saying anything that the programmer wants you to say. So there could be a video of you out there saying whatever somebody wants you to say, and it looks exactly like you, and the mouth is moving to say the words that you would never say. Mm-hmm. And how will you know? If you get that from somebody, how will you know that's not really the person? That's a scary thing. Or on the phone, the same thing. Uh, so it's it's a very very terrifying idea, and I you know I wish they'd shut it down, but they're not going to. He even said the presenter even said that uh, the latest generation of chat, I'm, I'm chat GPT, chat GPT is dumbed it down deliberately because the originally when they created it, it was so s- scary smart that mm-hmm. they dumb it they've dumbed it down. Well, Simon, the the gentleman who gave this presentation, is in favor of it. Well, to a degree, he is. Yeah, but to a degree, yeah, a lot of people are in favor well, he of it. A, but he uh, it's a great idea. They have to uh, they have to recognize the the problems. He he's he did say AI may be the last great invention in history in humankind, oh. and uh, to which he he posted that on social media, and I answered him because I know him. I answered him and I said, uh, yeah, it probably will be the last great invention of humanity because all the future <laughs> inventions will be invented by ai that's true that's true it's very possible and um mr hinton the uh, uh fellow who's the godfather of ai but believes that it can uh, disrupt the job market mm-hmm. and uh, ultimately be used to deploy autonomous weapons or robot soldiers as he calls them mm-hmm. um but uh that's not too far away ibm announced uh just recently it expects to replace nearly 8,000 jobs with AI in the coming years. Yeah, all of, all of the Chamber of Commerce folks and the big woke corporations and all this who, who want more immigration, open the borders even more than they are, if that's possible, uh, flood the country with low-cost immigration, uh, low-cost workers, because, well, we need them. We need, them to, we need these low-cost workers. Well, AI is going to blow that out of the water, blows that argument right out of the water. Uh, AI is going to replace people uh, left and right. Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of a scary thing. Mm-hmm. 9.42. Hill Country Patriot time. Okay. And I think we'll uh, try to do to that. I, 
Well, I was going for another story, but uh, I think we need to get a little lighter okay. than uh, than that. This is. Uh, did you find it, Nelson? Uh-huh. Yeah. This is. Uh, <laughs> this is a fellow named Ryan Webb, and uh, a fellow named Ryan Webb is a Republican councilman for Delaware County, Indiana, and uh, he sparked a backlash. Uh, he's announced on his official Facebook page that he has transitioned to a new identity. Uh, he said, after much consideration, I've decided to come out and find... And he's a white guy. And he said, uh, I've come out and finally feel comfortable announcing my true, authentic self. It's great with great relief that I announce to everyone that I identify as a woman, and not just any woman, but as a woman of color as well, and a lesbian. Uh, he says, actually, it makes me lesbian since I am attracted to women. <laughs> he said his, uh, I should be addressed as Ryan or as Councilman Webb, but I go by pronouns he and him. And he said, I am the very first lesbian woman of color in the history of Delaware County to ever serve on the Delaware Co- County Council. Uh, and what, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the best part of this the best part of this is the media is forced <laughs> to take him seriously. They can't, they can't oppose him, can they? They are forced to take him seriously. Here is a, uh, here's a cut from a, a local television station in Indiana uh, about Ryan, Ryan Webb. A councilman is coming out as a transgender, as transgender and a woman of color. Delaware County Councilman Ryan Webb announced that he now identifies as an Indian American woman. Since that announcement, he's received some support, but a lot of backlash, many calling him childish, despicable, even calling for things like execution. In a statement Webb gave to ITMate, he says, quote, it is unfortunate that I cannot simply be given the same space and respect to explore my identity that so many of those targeting me demand for themselves. It's possible I may change my mind down the road. The process of identity exploration is complex, and oftentimes, at the end of our personal journey, we end right back where we started. Webb goes on to tell IT Mate, this is just his true, authentic self. Isn't that great? The media has to take it seriously. <laughs> oh, I, good man. I like Ryan Webb. We ought to run him for Senate or President or something. Sounds good. 9.45 is our Hill Country Patriot time on a Saturday morning. You're with Bill and Allison on the Hill Country Patriot, which, of course, is your information station. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in 1931, the Empire State Building in New York City was opened, and it stood as the tallest building in the world until 1970? How about that? And When it was dethroned by the World Trade Center's North Tower. No, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, in 1885... Uh, what became the was built and was then the the tallest structure uh, in I'm the guess, world? I'm guessing the Eiffel Tower. Nope, it's in the it's in the United States. Um, 1885, the tallest mm-hmm. structure that was okay. The Empire State Building was built probably in the 30s. That mm-hmm. uh, was the tallest skyscraper. 31. 31. Oh, I was right. Uh, well, I just said it a few see. minutes ago. Was it? I just said it a few minutes ago. Oh, well, <coughs> someone was not listening. You know, Allison, Allison says I have two faults. One is that I, I don't listen to her, and I don't know. She said something else. I don't remember what it was. I didn't pay any attention. Okay. By the way, you should never criticize anyone, Allison. I never criticize anyone until you've walked a mile in their shoes. 
Did you? Don't. That's a serious thing. People, you've never heard that phrase. Yes. Don't criticize anyone until you've walked a mile in their shoes. Mm-hmm. So I figure, after that, you can say anything you want about them because you're a mile away and you got their shoes. <laughs> that's my theory. Nine forty-seven, the Bill and Allison show. You are with us. Okay. Well, and, I didn't. And, I didn't finish the the, oh, ta- the well, tallest fit. structures. What? You okay. you haven't stopped talking? No. You're kidding. No. What do you got? Okay. Oh, the tallest structure in the United States built in the 1880s? Is that what you said? We just talked about that. We didn't say what it was. Oh, oh I'm sorry. It was a Washington Monument Oh, in Washington, D.C. We used to live in D.C. I should have uh-huh. guessed that. Why didn't I guess that? Well, okay. it, actually, it was half. I do know it was halfway built when Lincoln was president. And you, you see pictures of it, and it's like, you know, halfway built, as I said. Sort of halfway <coughs> built. Yes. <laughs> Okay, the the next one, it's uh, not in the United States. Okay. Uh, 1895. Okay, this is the tallest thing in the world? At that time. At that time, 1895. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eiffel Tower. Yes. Oh, I got one right! Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. That's because the Eiffel Tower's on my mind, because just the other day when we were in Las Vegas, I went into p- the Paris Hotel, which has... A replica of the Eiffel Tower oh, that's outside. Right. So that's, it was on, on that's my right. mind. That's right. Okay, in uh, 1930. Okay. This is back in the United States. Okay. And oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the question. Uh-huh. 1930. Well, we said the Empire State Building was 1931. Right, right. right. So this is 1930, so it's not the Empire State Building. Correct. Uh, Chrysler Building. Correct. I am? You're in kidding. Chrysler Building <laughs> in New York City. I got that right. Yes, I can't did. believe it. Can't believe it. Is that it? That's it. Sorry. That's all you all you got? Sorry. All right. All right. Eight forty nine, Hill Country Patriot Time, your information station. And uh, got a story here that's uh, pretty troubling. Pretty troubling about our what what we have to eat. And uh, what's what's coming up uh, possibly. It's uh, Pork producers have been using vaccines on their herds since 2018 that are mRNA-based vaccines. And uh, that's what's in the COVID vax, and it changes your mRNA. And people are very concerned about it. Well, it's been, it's been in pork since 2018. They haven't told the public about it. Uh, we just found out about it recently. After they got Mercola, Dr. Mercola, Mercola.com has reported this. Um, they're untested vaccines. Uh, there are no current mRNA vaccines licensed for use in beef cattle in the United States. However, there's some evidence that some herds are being vaccinated uh, without telling the public. This issue really only rose to the surface after an attorney named Tom Renz started promoting new legislation in Missouri, uh, and he helped to write it, that requires labeling of any product that has the mRNA vaccine in it. And uh, here is Tom Renz uh, testifying before the uh, Missouri House uh, about this bill. You don't have to take my word for this. Uh, Moderna has admitted it in their SEC filings, and so has Pfizer. And they openly say that one of the biggest risks they're facing is that their products are all mRNA-based gene therapies and nobody wants gene therapies. So the question about whether or not this is a gene therapy was moot from the start. There's never been a question the manufacturers have admitted it. That is an issue because it is a gene therapy. 
uh, I started doing this research. And going back to 2000, I've actually found documents going back to the mid-90s where they've talked about integrating vaccines into foods. But we got word from the pork and cattle, some lobbyists who I can't talk about names because these guys would get fired in a heartbeat, that they were planning on using mRNA gene therapies like, well, so I started doing some research and it turns out there is a product called Sequevity on the market from Merck that I'm looking right here. It says uh, Sequevity harnesses RNA particle technology to create customized prescription vaccines uh, in swine. It's there. Not only is it there, but it appears that the technology is getting to the point where it can be transmissible from these animals to people. We have, I also have, and Peter McCullough confirmed this for me, he's looked at this, and he actually tweeted, and I'm just going to read his tweet. He says, Chinese successfully loaded cow's milk with mRNA, and it was absorbed into the GI tract of recipients. Concerns about surreptitious insertion of mRNA into the food are valid, must be stopped. What's happened is, is we found out that they're actually already doing this in some countries. And because Congress decided to remove the country of origin labels from food products, if they're doing this in China, it's potentially in our food supply. We don't know where our food's coming from, but we know that they're able to do it and probably are doing it now in China. They're going to be doing it in the immediate future if they're not already doing it here in the United States. And uh, we, that's just in meats. We don't know about in vegetables. Bear Monsanto is located in St. Louis and they're driving a lot of this. Bear bought Monsanto, the largest seed producer on the planet, and they're engineering this into the seed. Uh, and you know maybe into the cattle and into other things. But Big Farm is essentially using the lobbyists, cattlemen associations fighting it hard, farm bureaus, a lot of the chambers of commerces are fighting this uh, because they don't want informed consent, I, it's, which is beyond me. Because if you listen to Klaus Schwab and if you listen to Yuval Noah Harari and if you listen to Bill Gates, they tell you, they're like serial killers. You know, serial killers always have to tell everybody how many people they kill. You know, it, it makes people uncomfortable when I say that, uh, but I don't know how else to describe these people. They're, they're psychopaths. When you start talking about, you know, Harari can't give a speech without talking about how sad it was that Stalin and Hitler didn't have the technology he has. I mean, I, the fact that this guy gets invited to anything is shocking to me. But he keeps getting invited to these Ivy League schools and these mainstream institutions where he's talking about, you know, how he wants to remove free will which is slavery. He's promoting slavery. It's insane. But, you know, these guys have said to us, we want to, we want to end homo sapien. We want to go to the next whatever. We want to remake the human race. Now, I think that sounds insane. It sounds ludicrous to me. Every time I say it, I, I just, I feel like I need to slap myself. But they're telling us. And they're in charge of trillions of dollars. They're some of the most powerful people on the planet. And they've demonstrated, they've written books about the Great Reset. They've told us what they want to do. For whatever reason, controlling our genetics is really a core thing to their next, uh, whatever Great Reset uh, step is gonna be. And that really seems to be what they're doing because mRNA has shown to not have any good effects it doesn't stop COVID. Actually, you end up more likely to have worse effects from COVID if you've been jabbed. You can check with McCullough. You can check with all the scientists. I have to keep up on the stats for my lawsuits, so I do. But we know that it does nothing good. It doesn't prevent the transmission of COVID. They didn't even study that. Pfizer admitted it before the EU. 
So the, if, if not to control our genetics, what for? We've ruled out the plausible, so we're left with insane. And the insane is, is that for some reason they've got an obsession with controlling human genetics, which they can do. But they, they like to tell us how it works. They like to tell us everything. But then when we say, show me the data, show me the raw data, the, un, the unmodified data, they say, well, no, you can't see that. Just trust us. Well, I don't trust you. You haven't stopped lying from the beginning. So why would I start trusting you now? You know, when you have a psychopath that tells you that he wants to reduce the population of the world through vaccination, when you've got people who are out there talking about ending free will, no, I don't trust you. That's insanity. Why would I trust you? So, you know, we're just, we've got to take them at their word and we've got to fight back. I go to TomRens.com. We've got a sub stack. I hope you'll subscribe. It's free. If you pay for it, then that money goes to the fight. I don't charge for most of my time. Uh, I rarely bill clients. I do almost everything I do pro bono. And uh, my work is all based on freedom. So if you give to our Give, Send, Go, if you subscribe to our Substack, if you pay, if you support our sponsors, uh, there's sponsors at TomRents.com. All of that money goes to the fight. And uh, we, we will do everything we can. We will keep fighting to the bitter end. And uh, the more money we got, the more resources we got, the bigger the fight. But we're going to keep fighting anyway, either way. So send us a prayer if you can't send us a dollar. Okay, that was Tom Rents about the vaccines and our food. Bill and Allison, we'd love having you with us. Uh, check out our website, which is firstcoupleoftexasradio.com, where you can listen to all of our past shows and download them to your favorite devices. And we want to thank you for joining us. We'll be back uh, next Saturday from 8 to 10. Remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths.